the nine days. Number one is, it's customary to um, give staka for the cost of the meal of Tishabov before the nine days. In order we shouldn't, uh, at the schus, have the merit already of the uh, meal of Tishabov already, already now, uh, the fasting of Tishabov already now. So before to give it to poor people. Giving the staka. We give the staka. There is some discussion about the custom of giving staka in the place of fasting. Some say giving staka in the place of fasting where there was a custom to actually use the money to buy food for people to finish the fast. So it was specifically to give to poor people to finish the fast. But uh, that's not the only opinion. It's also like a personal thing that you, you, the purpose of the fast is to cause a kapara, it's to cause an atonement, it's to cause that there should be less of mechate and wimrat seinu, to take away that verse which caused the destruction. So give stock instead. So, um, so, that, that, so that, that's supposed to be done already, already before uh, Erev Also, um, since on nine days you're not supposed to wear uh, clothing which has been washed or pressed, so before nine days begin, you're supposed to uh, wear all the clothing that you'll need for these days, so that that the so you're not wearing fresh clothing on the nine days. How long do you have to put on the clothing? It doesn't say an exact time. It says zman ma, a, a a significant amount of time, so that it's used. Um, Allah doesn't. But one thing that I learned this year I didn't know before is you don't have to put on two suits at two different times. You could put on all four shirts at the same time. If that works, if don't, and, and uh, if you didn't have a chance to put on something before the nine days began, so then you could take it outside and you could step on it and wrinkle it enough so that's as if it was uh, as if it was worn. But the chachila, what you're supposed to do, you're supposed to specifically um, wear it, so it's not considered a a, a fresh garment um, that hasn't um, that has been worn yet. Um, what about buying new clothing? So during the three weeks in general, you're not supposed to buy, um, buy Shabbos-tika clothing. You're not supposed to buy special clothing. But during the nine days, you're not supposed to buy any clothing. Um, you're not supposed to buy clothing unless it's like... Uh, not, 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 not important clothing. You're not supposed to buy uh, simple garments. That, that, that just, unless there's a, um, a, a... You don't have anything to wear or whatever... Uh, as we'll as as we'll see uh, in a moment, but 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 the general thing that I wanted to point out, right? The first thing, that, number one, is you need, if you need anything else tonight, is that tomorrow, before tonight, before the fast begin, before the nine days begin, to uh, to try in the cold. What if you, what if, what's the halacha about doing remodeling during the nine days? So you're not supposed to do any remodeling starting from Rishchidoshav. Usually, the halacha says once you started something, I continue. But regarding remodeling, there's no such dispensation. Even if you begin remodeling before the nine days, you're not allowed to continue remodeling. And this prohibition is only for someone who has a home to live in. And he want, now he wants to make the house bigger and nicer. But if the house is unfit to live in, or even if the house is fit to live in, but he started remodeling already, and now he can't live in the house because the remodeling has started, so then he's allowed to, uh, to continue remodeling in the nine days. Uh, what if, if he stops the building, it's going to mess up what he started already? And also, he's going to continue building during the nine days. What if he is a contractor, uh, and that's his business, to build homes? So that is permissible. Or what if he, he wants to build, he wants to, um, uh, what's the lashon? He wants to, um, no, you build a house and you sell it right away. What's it called? Flip it. flip it. He wants to flip it. 
So you ought to do that because it's not, it's not doing it for the sake of, what's forbidden is binyan shal simcha, building for the sake of joy. Flipping a home is for the sake of parnasa, that's the sake of, of business. So that's, that's that, that kind of, of building for the sake of, of renting the house or the sake of selling the house is, uh, is permissible. Um, if, yeah, so if you're a contractor, you're allowed to do the, if the Jew is allowed to fix his house for the same reasons, like he has no place to live, he needs a place to live, uh, then as a contractor, you're allowed to uh, do that, you're allowed to fix his house for him. For sure, you're allowed to do the houses of non Jews. What about a shul? Our library is middle of construction. We have to stop it. So, whatever is in need of a community is allowed to be done during the nine days. It's also forbidden to paint during the, the nine days. Uh, but you're allowed, to, you're allowed to do minor repairs, but you're not allowed to do any painting starting from beginning of the nine days. When the nine days begin? Nine days begin from sundown, from Shkia, tomorrow night. If you already start, hired somebody, you hired a non-Jew to paint your home, and he already started before the nine days began, you can, uh, he can finish his job. Uh, you shouldn't enter a new home, and you shouldn't uh, sign on renting a home or buying a home in the nine days. You shouldn't sign on a, it doesn't mean you can't make an offer, but you shouldn't, make a, uh, you shouldn't sign a contract or enter a new home uh, during the nine days. Um, okay. Even getting back to the clothing now, even buying a talus, even buying a tzitzis, though it's for a mitzvah, you're not allowed to buy it in nine days, unless your talus is ripped, you have no choice. If there is a, let's say you're in Crown Heights and you want to buy a kapata, and you can't buy kapatas in Los Angeles because you can't, they don't sell in Los Angeles. Or there's a special sale, and it's still not going to go back to the, the price of the item that you want to buy. You want to buy something that's, that's unique because you, you'll lose money. So then you're allowed to buy it now, but don't wear it until after the nine days. This prohibition also applies to clothing for children. However, for children, what you've bought already, they could wear. When you have to buy, if you want to buy, new, if you're in Crown Heights now, you want to buy Kapata, you could buy it now. But you shouldn't wear it until after the nine days, even Shabbos. On Shabbos also, unlike in Sirius Emer, but the nine days, even in the three, three weeks in general, you're not allowed to say Shekhyanu on Shabbos either. And even though we don't customarily say Shekhyanu um, on, on, on just buying some clothing, but you're not supposed to either um, wear new clothing either on the nine days. Um, but a child, who's already, you already bought for the child something uh, new, the child is allowed to wear it. Uh, is, allowed to, is allowed to wear it. Also, to buy, buy a child a new tzitzis and a yamaka. Um, a chasen kala getting married, they're allowed to uh, buy whatever they need for their wedding if they won't be able to buy it after the nine days. Let's say you have no clothing to wear, your clothing has gotten dirty, so you're allowed to buy what you need and put them on after you put them on the floor and step on them, then you could uh, wear those new clothing that you got. Um, what about children? Or women who are pregnant who suddenly discover that their size has, has changed and they need to buy new clothing. So if they didn't have a chance to buy the clothing before the nine days, they can. What about your Tishabov slippers, your Tishabov uh, Crocs, whatever you're going to wear on You should buy that tomorrow. Buy it before the nine days. Uh, if you didn't buy it before the nine days, you could buy it. Um, and you could wear it for the first time on Tishabov. Um, if your business is to sell clothing, you've got to keep your, your store open on during the nine days. What about buying appliances? What about buying a car? What about buying an air conditioner? So you're not supposed to buy 
uh, important things during the nine days. You're not supposed to buy furniture. You're not supposed to buy jewelry. But it, and even if you bought it already, you can't bring it into your home. But if you need a car, if you need an air conditioner, if you need a washing machine, you'll have to buy it and you'll have to use it. Um, let's say, yes? If I'm, bought, if I'm ordering something on Amazon now and it will arrive during nine days, that's called buying during the nine days? Yes. Uh, there's two things, buying and there's using. Uh, if it's something which is going to get ruined, like for example, right now this diamond ring is going to is, is in a special unique sale, then it is permissible to, to buy it. Um, and also someone who sells jewelry and sells furniture, always, if, even if you bought the furniture before, you're not supposed to bring it in your home. You bought special furniture, you can't bring it in your home during nine days. However, if your business is to sell furniture, you'll have to keep your store open on during the nine days. Uh, what about uh, fixing garments? So you're not allowed to sew new garments during the nine days. You're also not allowed to finish sewing a new garment, but you're allowed to make a, a repair in an old garment. Uh, unless it's something which is a very complex, unless it's a, a very complex thing you want to do, you want to do a simple fixing on your garment. You put a button back on. That's okay. Uh, what about sewing garments for a chasen kala? That's permissible. If they can't do it before, they can't do it after. Then they're allowed to do it the nine days as well. Uh, women have a custom. There's a custom of women. It's not a prohibition. It's a custom of women not to do any sewing during these days, weaving during these days. Whether they get paid or they don't get paid, whether it's for themselves or for others, that's a just, a, just like you know, women have a custom not to do work. There's a, a custom women have to be careful not to not to sew anything during these these days. The Rashba once said that even a thousand logical reasons cannot nullify a custom of old Jewish women, old Yiddish abbas. They have a custom. Give a thousand reasons why this custom shouldn't apply, but that's that's Torah. Okay, um, some people say you're allowed to do like needlepoint because you want to learn how to how to sew. Um, if your job is to sew, the custom is to be lenient and to allow sewing. Um, as even if um, uh, you're sewing for a Jew, as long as they gave it to you before the nine days to do this. However, in the week of Tisha B'av, uh, then then you shouldn't do this. And this year, since Tisha B'av is pushed off to Sunday. So if your job is to sew, if you're a seamstress, you're also allowed to complete work that was done, uh, that was given to you to be, to, be, to be done before the nine days began. What about washing, your clo- washing yourself? Washing clothing we discussed, what about washing yourself? So you're now to wash your body for the sake of enjoyment, for the sake of pleasure, even with cold water. But if you're washing yourself for the sake of cleanliness, then it's permissible. Therefore, it's forbidden to go to, to, uh, to swim in the ocean, um, but if you have a, your doctor tells you that, you know, for your Gesundra Yosef, you have to do a little bit of Zumba. So then, uh, so then Gesundra hates. Yeah, Zumba, Zumba is very important to do with Zumba. The, no, no, Zumba is, is, is not the same thing. Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, aqua aerobics. You need to do aqua aerobics. So if you, so aqua aerobics, your doctor tells you to do aqua aerobics, so you're allowed to do that. But it's better to do this privately or in a pool which is designated for this. You're allowed to wash your part of your body, your hands, your face uh, in cold water. And cold water doesn't necessarily mean cold water. If it's water which is lukewarm, uh, as long as it's not hot enough that, you would, that that's meant for enjoyment, it's also permissible. 
washing yourself for the sake of uh, for, for a medical reason uh, is of course permissible uh, washing yourself for the sake of cleanliness so like let's say you live in a hot climate and you always need to wash yourself wow aren't you a homo sapien so there is room to be lenient and to wash yourself with cold water or water which is lukewarm and if you need to to wash yourself with hot water and with soap but only do this only do what you need for the sake of cleanliness and not for the sake of enjoyment and not to stay in the water more Shalom bias. that sounds like a case of, of health also because you might get hit in the head with a frying pan <laughs> Okay, so Erev Shabbos Erev Shabbos, the custom is that uh, people wash regularly uh, My grandfather uh, showed me once in some publication He couldn't believe it It says in the publication that on Erev Shabbos you wash with soap and shampoo and hot water And I said, that's what everyone does, what's the big deal? He says, yeah, but no one writes it So, so, <laughs> so I don't know where, where it comes from Because in Shulchan Aruch, it's, it's not so clear that they could do it But that's what that has become the minnuk. Some people say that the, the minnuk has, that the halachas are, because we in general, we're, we're, are, we're used to showering every day, which was not the custom at all in the time of the Gemara, so therefore the halachas have a different, a different application in the Nishtano Ativin. But either way, but that's, that's a pr- practically that people do wash regularly the honor of Shabbos. I don't know, with the soap and shampoo, that's what, that's what uh, but I shouldn't say it because I haven't seen it written anywhere. Anyways, so... Um, Washing for the sake of a mitzvah is, of course, permissible. If you're used to going to a mikveh every day, you'll have to go mikveh the nine days as well. Uh, children can be washed in a regular way if they're lower than the age of nine. If they're already at the age of nine and they understand a little bit of the idea of mourning for the nine days, you should only wash them as necessary, like if they got dirty or whatever. What about cutting your nails? So you ought to cut your nails in the nine days, except for the week of Tisha B'Av. Um, so it's a little complicated. Next, next, next Thursday we'll go over um, uh, laws of Shabbos Chazain, etc. But you're allowed to cut your nails during the nine days except for the week of Tisha B'Av. Um, am, am I making a mistake? Not the Shabbos. Not the Shabbos after. Right? Not the Shabbos, next Shabbos. Not this coming Shabbos. Yeah, it's also Shabbos Chazain. Yeah. Okay, so Erev Shabbos, Erev Shabbos, um, you are allowed to wa- cut your nails. Um, okay, this Shabbos is a little complicated because this Shabbos, it's Rosh Chedesh Erev Shabbos. And uh, so probably the best thing, and, and on Thursday you're not supposed to cut your nails. So the best thing would have been done to cut your nails before uh, tonight. Okay, um, okay, you're not allowed to get any clothing pressed during the nine days. Even you put, the, you put them on, you did the whole thing, Rabbi, I put on my suit before Shchedesh, and I want to press my suit, and you do the suit. So you're allowed to, um, um, you're allowed to press, you're, 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 you're not allowed to press your suit, even if you weren't already. Um, so you're not supposed, to, so you're only allowed to wash whatever, uh, in a scenario where your clothing has all gotten dirty, all your clothing is dirty, then you'll have to wash what you need. But, um, what? If everything is dirty, you only wash what you need. So, right, so for example, if you're washing, let's say, your, 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 your uh, children's stuff, you're not allowed to put in your stuff there too. You'll have to wash, if you're washing your children's clothing, you can wash all your children's clothing, even what they don't need for the nine days as well. 
but you can't wash your own clothing just because you're washing your children's clothing. Um, okay, what about wearing? Uh, this prohibition about washing clothing is also regarding um, uh, towels and bedding as well. Uh, but it does not apply to underwears, undershirt, and, and socks, things which are worn, which are next to the body, in there, and, and, you, and you sweat in them. There, there's no prohibition about wearing those, and you have to, there's no prohibition wearing those items. Um, uh, yeah. You'll have to wear them if they're fresh out of the washing machine, you'll have to wear uh, socks and, and, and undergarments as regular. Um, you also have to wear your talus. Your talus is washed, you need to wear your talus, you have to wear your talus. Um, if you set out for yourself honor of Shabbos, you put in you put in, every Shabbos you have new bedding, so you're allowed to do this as well. This Shabbos as well, the Shabbos nine days as well. Um, those who go to a bris and they are the, uh, the 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 guests of honor at the bris, the parents of the baby, the the the, the woman who is the clatter, the moil, the sandik, they also could wear Shabbos clothing at the bris as well. Um, for guests coming to your home, you're also allowed to put out, out um, uh, uh, special. You're allowed to put out new fresh towels and fresh bedding. Um, children from eight till the age of, of six, and, and if there's a need, if the clothing has gotten dirty, you could be leaning to bar mitzvah. You could, they're allowed to wear wash clothing uh, if it's not the week of Tishabav. and if they're missing clothing, they're allowed to also wash it for them. Um, and clothing, children are always getting their clothing dirty. You got to wash their clothing all the night, all nine days. Okay, let's go quickly through the laws of meat and meat and wine. It's per, per, forbidden to have meat and wine, starting from Rishchei Deshav. What's considered meat? Meat is whether meat or chicken is considered meat. And our custom is to be stringent also for chicken soup. Or, and even though you're not actually eating the meat, it has a taste of meat, taste of chicken. It's also forbidden. What about using a fleshik pot? A fleshik pot is permissible. You're allowed to use a fleshik pot. Uh, the nine days as well. Even though the pot was used today to cook chicken, you're allowed to use that same pot to cook something which is parf. What about wine? The prohibition of wine is not just for wine, but grape juice. What about using, what about mashke? What about beer? There's no prohibition for, for, to have beer or any other alcohol during the nine days. The only prohibition is to have grape juice and wine. What about putting wine into, into food? Not specific, there are those who are lenient, but the best thing is not to put wine in food either. On Shabbos, we eat meat and we drink wine. And before Shabbos, it's customary to be lenient to give children the food of Shabbos before Shabbos starts. And also, you're allowed to, huh? you're allowed to um, uh, eat the food before Shabbos to test its taste. To test its taste, you're allowed to, um, to, 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 um, to taste it and then to spit it out. Um, uh, yeah. Um, so basically, what I to do um, a woman who has just given birth for the first 30 days, she's allowed to eat meat. Um, what happens? This happens. To, it happens. Let's say it's Arab Shabbos and your son just had a piece of, of chicken and you want to taste it too. So are you allowed to, um, to, taste, to taste the chicken? No, you, you made a brach on it though. Can you eat it? Made a brach. So the conclusion is, if you made a brach on the chicken, if you made a brach on the wine, you should, uh, you should eat a little piece. Um, okay. You are allowed to um, uh, polish your shoes in honor of Shabbos, 
You're allowed to wear regular oppressed garments on Shabbos. Allowed to, again, change your bedding and your sheets. Um, you could, people have a custom to eat from the food of Shabbos before Shabbos. You could do that, just not anything which is uh, fleshic. Uh, only, again, the only time you have fleshic of food is if you're eating the fleshic of food for the sake of, um, of tasting, tasting it to see if it came out right. I just want to quite check with you one thing before I let you guys go. One thing, I just want to check if I told you correctly. Hold on, give me 10 seconds. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's right. You go to Mikveh, Arab Shabbos, you go every Arab Shabbos. You go to Shabbos in the Mikveh in the morning, go to Mikveh Shabbos in the Mikveh in the morning. Any questions? All right. Jason Kerch. Yeah.